Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Before we get started with another great edition of the Duke's Rosslyn podcast, I do want to let you know, Zencaster.com. That's right, Zencaster.com. They are, without a doubt, my favorite website to head over to for all of these great conversations that you hear on the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Superior quality and sound. Also, they have a great uh, video option as well if you need to record your videos. But the best part about it is the files are all split separately into MP3s. So you can edit them separately, you can put them together, do whatever you got to do. The main idea is Zencaster, Zencaster.com, that's Z-E-N-C-A-S-T-R, for all of your podcasting, video conferencing, even if you just want to uh, have a great conversation with your loved ones. All your needs there online for communication, Zencaster has you covered. That's right. Locked in. Look at what we have here, folks. To the only show that matters. The cream of the crop. Duke loves wrestling. And there is no one that does it better than your host. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. The Duke. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Welcome back to the Duke Loves Wrestling podcast. Show about pro wrestling. And everything else. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you something. Plans have a habit of changing. And it's something that I continue to have to get used to. <laughs> you know, you, you wake up and, and you think that things are going to go a certain way. And something comes along and it's like, well, it's time to uh, go a different way. So in this episode, I thought I was going to be giving you the latest about uh, AEW and WWE. You know, we're on the road to WrestleMania there's been a lot of changes in AEW, uh, including Scorpio Sky becoming the TNT champion. So congratulations to Scorpio Sky. A lot of things going on. But I'm going to hold off on that. And you know, definitely tune in next week where I'll spend some time updating you on my thoughts on what's going on in wrestling today. But something far more important has been put on my plate and, you know, I'm always the guy preaching about integrity, especially as it relates to quote unquote wrestling media. And part of the reason why I talk about that in a general term is because I, I hold myself to a certain standard here. You know, that's what it's all about. You, you, you got to practice what you preach. You, you can't be the one talking nonsense and, and not backing it up in your own right. So an interesting thing happened. You know, somebody reached out to me and asked to come on the show to give a follow up to the This Is Chase and Rant series and the follow-up as it relates to how that series and things that were discussed and the fallout from all of that, how that has affected the indie wrestling scene down in Florida. And, you know, it, it would not be fair for me not to allow this person an open mic to express themselves and, and say what they have to say and, and give their perspective. You know, that's that's just not right. So I said, yeah, absolutely. You can come on the show, say your piece. No two ways about it. I did let them know, though, that I would afford 
equal opportunity. If anyone wants to counter or respond to whatever they have to say. And certainly at the end of my conversation with the person, which I'm talking about, Mr. Uh, Michael L. Ray, I do have a short response from Jeremy Gomez, who's another promoter down in Florida. And you've heard him on the show before. So this is this is very interesting, but I just want to make something clear. I want to before anything starts. I hope and I pray that promoters down in Florida and, and really all over come to an understanding. Hopefully everybody can move forward together in a positive direction because clearly there are some some major issues that are coming to a head and we can't run from it. We got to confront it. There's no two ways about it. And I'm saying we because as a, as an arm of the media and as somebody who has spent many hours uh, promoting pro wrestling, especially down in the, in the Florida territory is what I call it. You know, I know it's the indie scene. You can call it whatever you want. I still call it a territory. I'm old school. But as somebody who spent a lot of time promoting what's going on through the, the past six years down in Florida, it does bother me to know that there's so much uh, disagreement and and backbiting and, and, and people trying to ruin each other and, and things of that nature. It's, it's very disheartening because I think that there is enough cake for everybody to get their piece, you know, but folk got to get on the same page. And, and part of getting on the same page is just expressing how you feel and, and where you feel there are some disagreements, uh, where there are disagreements, not even just what you feel, the reality of what exists, which you're going to hear on here. Um, and then hopefully people can, after they lay it all on the line, just kind of move forward. So without further ado, my conversation with independent wrestler, independent promoter, Mr. Michael L. Ray. Duke, what's popping, yo? This is uh, this is Michael L. Ray, the former king of trash talk, co-founder of Shadow Wrestling Alliance. I'm also the former owner of Original Championship Wrestling. Uh, it's been a, it's been a long time. I've been I've been wanting to get a lot of stuff off my chest. I'm glad you had me on the show today. Um, it's got a lot to say today about uh, a, a couple of interviews you had in the past that affected the Florida scene. Well, Mike, this is a very interesting uh, situation that we find ourselves in here because, you know, you reached out to me and, and I was very surprised, but also intrigued. You know, you pointed out that the This Is Chase and Rant series that I did last year, you know, we went through it. We even had the reaction where we had some folks on who who gave a reaction to some of the things that Chase and Rant said and what have you. And, and that really was it. You know, I went through the whole people canceling me for having the audacity to have the guy on my show and all that other nonsense there. But for the most part, it, it lived and, and then it died and, and everybody moved on. It, it kind of. It kind of lived, but it didn't die. Well, and that's um, the thing. You you put this bug in my ear about the fact that there has been a lot going on down there in Florida since that podcast series aired. So here you are to kind of catch me and, and catch the audience up on what the hell has been going on down there. So you got the floor, Mike. What, what, what's up, man? So first and foremost, you know, I mean, I want to thank you again for having me on the show. Also, I also want to clarify things because, you know, um, I just want to anybody listening right now. These these are my I'm going to put out disclaimer, uh, a disclaimer right now. These are my personal views and opinion. Does not represent any company that I work for. 
this is basically how things are going on in the Indies from my eyes and from other people's eyes and people that really matter. This is how we see things going right now. So I just wanted to put that out there because I want to speak freely, but also part of the reason why I came on this show is to also speak about this, you know, the, the guys that are releasing these emails and destroying independent wrestling since the last time, since you had them on the show. Oh, okay. So this is going to get a little bit even more detailed than just uh, chasing rants. Okay. Well, Mike, the floor is yours, man. Start, start from the top. I mean, I did the interview series. It all came out. We had a follow-up and, you know, first and foremost, how did the, what was the reception to the interview series from your perspective as, as a guy who's a promoter down there in Florida, from what you saw, from what you heard, what was the reaction to the interview series itself? So I didn't really give too much thought of the interview when it first came out because I've personally never met Jason. I, I've never had any business with him. The company that I was working with before, uh, which was Original Championship Wrestling, they purchased a ring off of him. And when they purchased that ring off of him, that kind of led to our falling out. That kind of led me breaking away from them. And also other things that, that happened during that time for period. But that's, you know, like I said, I'm not here to talk about them. I'm here to talk about what went on. So the interview you had, you had the the series of Chase and Talking, which is, uh, it's not a secret out here in Florida. Actually, it's not a secret out here in the industry, period, the stuff that he's done. It's not a secret. But then you also had people that went on your show and they said their views and opinion and then when they left their show, things started happening in the Indies that they didn't need to happen. And a lot of us got victimized off of these uh, scandalous emails. I know I sent you two copies before. And that's what I'm here to talk about. Uh, why has Chasen been in the industry so long? Why people don't care? And why these guys were relevant and why it was wrong for them to do what they did. And the reason why... I'm here to speak about that is because the industry itself in Florida, we're on an all decline right now. If any, if any promoter out there is hitting you up saying we're winning and you know we got the numbers, they're probably getting numbers one or two shows, but they're not getting real numbers. They're actually spending more in Central Florida, more money on payroll than what they're actually producing in people walking through the door because of these emails. And unfortunately, this affected me. This affected my business, my my shoot business. Also, like we used to say, it's 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 affected a lot. I have a lot to blame with the trolling because I trolled some of the guys that sent out these emails. But um, <clears throat> it's it has to come to an end. It's time to let people know what's really going on and what are the rights and wrongs and who's who and what's what. And that's basically what I'm here for. All right. Well, let's so, let's let's dig into this, Mike. I mean, you, you you're alluding to these emails when you say these emails. Um, let's start from the top. I mean, what's the nature of the emails and how does that affect you personally? OK, so. I had a falling out with my former associates uh, at Original Championship Wrestling. The reason why we had a falling out was because from the time that they were purchasing the ring, there was uh, two owners. It was me. And, uh, uh, you know, Lucinella, I'm just going to say his last name, Lucinella and me. 
So Lucinella and me were both partners, and we needed a ring. At the time that we were doing our shows, we were renting rings from Knockout, uh, you know, Knockout Wrestling out in Leesburg, and from basically Knockout Wrestling. And whoever we could scramble a ring from, which would be like Atomic, Alex Red, any of those guys that could give us a, a ring. We didn't, one of our rings at one show didn't make it. So it was like the night before, it was like a Friday night, Saturday, the show was going on. We had, you know, we're in the Boys and Girls Club, you know, we had no choice. We knew about JB Cool. We knew who he was. We knew he had his own ring. We went to a show out in Jacksonville. We met him there. So we called JB Cool up and he did one show for us. And it was a fucking overpriced ring rental from hell. And from at that time that that ring rental happened, you know, we did one show with them and me and my partner sat down and I said, dude, we got to get our own ring. You know, uh, you kind of sucking me into doing this promotion. Now what I mean, sucker, and I could get into more details on how I started in the wrestling industry and stuff like that, but I, I'll just get into to what led on to this and then I'll get into how I got into the industry. So me and my partner, we we agreed that this was going to be the last show that we rent this ring from JB Cool and we're going to get our own ring. COVID happened. So, you know, COVID happened. A couple of shows got canceled. That gave us time to buy a ring. Now, I had the money to buy a ring and he decided to use his brother-in-law to purchase the ring. The ring that I wanted to purchase was the knockout old ring which was at a reasonable price. The ring he wanted to purchase was an 18 by 18 ring by Team Dojo. I didn't know who Team Dojo was. I didn't know who Chasen was at the time. You know, I'm, I'm fresh from New York. I'm not, I'm not a Florida guy. I spent most of my time in New York. So I did a little research. I, I realized who Chasen was and stuff. And I said, dude, you can't, you can't, we can't do business with that guy. Like, dude, you can't, you can't purchase no ring from him. Oh, it's just a fucking ring. Nobody really cares. This is wrestling. Dude, we're going to the boys and girls. Like, if you buy that ring and, and homie shows up to put up that ring, all these dudes that are in our show, because at the time we had, um, you know, we had like a couple Central Florida guys that, that basically don't support them. So as soon as I mentioned that, there started to be some friction. Jason never showed up to the, uh, the show, but his ring got there. Now, that led to me and him falling out because, you know, he didn't pay the boys and girls. Half of the boys didn't get paid. Normal promotion shit. And me and him broke free from that. I have my reasons why I don't want to associate with Chasen, why I don't need to do business with Chasen, and why basically I don't need him. So I decided to break free from OCW. I felt like it wasn't profitable to me and i just kept running the indie circuit but i developed a character called the king of trash talk and i started basically attacking the people that were bullying me in the past so i used my character to bully other people that were bullying me and other people in the industry and then that's how everything spun out of control and and it became a fuckery. But in Florida, there is 
promotions and there's backyard promotions. The guy that you had on your show, uh, Jeremy Gomez, uh, Genesis Championship Wrestling, that is a backyard promotion. That is not a, a promotion promotion. So what I mean by promotions, I mean by when you run a promotion, like my, my promotion is almost up there, but it's not even quite there yet. I'm not going to sit here and glorify like I got the best promotion in the world. What I mean by promotion, I mean by like it's run by actual veterans that have been on TV, that have proper schools and have people that have been trained. The guys that you had on your show that were explaining how, you know, the stuff about chasing and stuff, minus the girl. Uh, the other two guys that you had on, on the thing right after your show, they started releasing these emails, which I'm going to read one of one, one of them to uh to you, which basically they send it out to every sponsor, every venue, anywhere where they felt was a threat to them and how they perceived to make money. They sent out these emails and it basically made me and I could say about five different promotions lose their venues and lose their revenue. And I think I send you one of the emails. I mean, you could read, you could read the fucking email and see what kind of bullshit it is. If you give me a second real quick. I just want to recap here. You mentioned Jeremy Gomez and, and his promotion. And you said that they're, they're backyard. I want to, I want to just verify what you mean by that. You're saying okay, that yeah, they're not a right. full promotion? They're, they're, they're a backyard that's not a, wrestling? That's, not, that's a backyard wrestling promotion. Let me explain to you. So now we could get into, I could get into a little bit more details on why I call them backyarders and why I feel this way. So most guys in the industry, most guys in Florida, most guys in the industry, period. We go to wrestling schools, right? You know, you know we go to wrestling schools. Team Dojo is set up to look like a wrestling school. But it's not a wrestling school at the end of the day. Any wrestling school you go to, you will have to put down a down payment of $2,000 and you will have to pay a fee, right or wrong? Yeah, I mean, unless somebody is going to train you uh, for free or you're going to barter something for it or what have Very you. Very fucking yes, you, rarely yeah. somebody's going to train you for free unless you're an athlete. Because, right? it, because it's you already a came. Because it's a business. That's why. I mean, a wrestling school a is a business. business. Yeah, absolutely. So in Florida, you have, okay, the top five schools. And I'll say what the top five schools are. Fuck the politics. These are the actual legit schools that if you in Florida and you're not in these schools, you, you really a fucking backyarder. So if you're not in like in the South Miami region, like if you're not like in the Magic City school or or getting trained by Alex G or Gangrel, you're a fucking backyarder, plain and simple. You're not getting trained. You're getting trained by some guy that says he's a veteran and never been on TV. The problem is this, this new generation are listen, listening to guys that's never been on TV, that's never done dick, and this is just their... This is their the same. This is their life. This is their their little indie promotion is what they do. They fantasize about this shit. This is the way they pick up girls. It's creepy shit, you know? It's the same weird old crowd. It's never, you know, it's never anything bigger than 40, 50 people. You understand? It's unorganized. It's not even a real card. It's uh, 40 wrestlers showing up, and they just throw in whatever matches they can throw and take whatever the, uh, money they could grab, and then they want to dictate how wrestling is supposed to be. 
Well, so hold, on, have hold, these... hold on a second, Mike. You're 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 kind of mixing in two things, though. I asked you. Yeah, about... I'm, mixing, I'm mixing it. I'm gonna I'm gonna split the five schools right now. Gotcha. Well, not even the five schools. So everybody knows if you're an athlete, you're getting trained by former Hall of Famers or veterans in the industry, plain and simple. So you have those two schools in South Miami. Then in Central Florida, you have Devon Dudley School, right? You have, uh, what's the other one? You have Alex Porto's school, 2.0. You have the uh, Atomic School, which is uh, ran by like uh, Moose and Austin Aries and all of them, and uh, Simon Gotchenham. And then you got WXW, which is ran by, you know, the world famous, the Samoans. These people that you had on your show that were, that were on the scenery with Chasen, they chose that. That was a, 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 a choice they had to become students. That was a choice they had to pay those $20 a month to be in that, that school because they already knew when they signed that agreement what they signed up for. Because everybody, every new student that comes in through the door, every new student, because this is what they do in Florida. I, I, I want you, I don't know if I'm babbling too much, but I, I want you to understand how these kids do things here. Okay, you have a promoter, right? He throws six matches on the card, right? He advertises six matches on the card, right? On the day of his show, chasing students and all these other students from these schools that don't, you know, these uh, backyard schools that open up, they'll storm the show to get spots. And if you don't put them on the spot, that's when they, they go on the internet and they start fucking crying. And where I'm getting at. No, I, I hear you, Mike, but what does this have to do with Jeremy Gomez, the guy who runs okay, Generation so, Championship Wrestling? Now I'm gonna tell you Jeremy Gomez. I'm 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 gonna tell I'm gonna speak to you about Jeremy Gomez clearly. All right, because I want to make sure I'm not missing anything. That's why I, that's all right. So I'm a I'm a spit, I'm a re I'm a rewind the interview you had and why no one takes Jeremy Gomez. What is Jeremy Gomez's background? Do you know his background? Jeremy Gomez is a former uh, musician, touring musician who uh, started putting on promoting other types of event. Um, He puts on the world's biggest food truck event. And he also that's that's food trucks. Yeah, and he also did a cannabis thing and then eventually turned into pro wrestling as well, just expanding upon the types of events that he promotes, right? This is what Jeremy Gomez was. Jeremy Gomez is a CrossFit guy, okay, who became friends with a couple of kids who weren't getting booked, okay? And those kids influenced him to get a ring, okay? He went and he bought his ring, and then overnight he became a promoter. Then he got those same kids, helped them do his little videography, his little background, and he became the voice of this uh, so-called promotion he has. Now, Jeremy Gomez has spent over $10,000 in promoting these big events. And you know how many people actually show up to these events? 30 people. And then you know what happens right after these 30 people show up? Jeremy Gomez will go online. And he'll go see where the crowd is at. It doesn't matter if it's in Tampa. It doesn't matter if it's in fucking Minio. It doesn't matter what it is. He'll go online. He'll see a crowd. And then he'll start nitpicking 
that promoter. And then eventually that promoter will get these emails that, and I'm saying allegedly because it's him and someone else who are fucking obsessed with, with chasing. Okay. So I'm going to tell you how I got hit with the emails, but I'm going to read one of the, one of the key factors of what he does. He'll throw out, like, this is the first email that I've got. You may be interested to know that Shadow Wrestling Alliance has close ties with Team Vision Dojo and an unlicensed choke fetish anti-military video studio and owning operations of convicted pedophiles. Shadow apparently rents Team Dojo's ring crew and Team Dojo's studio located in Orlando. Now, I don't know Chasen, never did business with Chasen, but I don't know Jeremy, okay? But I know what Jeremy does, okay? This is what I'm trying to tell you. I mean, I may be babbling a little bit, so I'll calm down a little bit. I'm also smoking too. So Jeremy and his group of guys, okay? They, they, I seen them done this for the past two years. They, the first company they attacked with the fucking emails, they went on a, remember when the, uh, me the, too. The speak, whatever, the speak yeah. out. Speaking the me out, me too. All yep. Yep. Okay. There was a female. I don't want to say a name because she's gonna start fucking her shit. She's gonna start her shit again. Okay. This female was known in the indies for fucking trouble. Okay, just trouble. That's what she was. So she stopped getting booked. Okay. She made up a story about the ex company that she was in over two hundred dollar belt that she didn't want to lose. Okay. She made up the story. She made up a story, and that thing, that story, and with the help of Jeremy and all these other fucking momos, they destroyed that company's legacy, destroyed that guy's career, destroyed everything. Even after they they went to court, and everything turned out to be false, and that guy didn't go to jail, and that guy was proven innocent through the court of law, through detectives. It cost them thousands of dollars to clear his name. The damage was already done. They got what they wanted. That guy had to leave the industry. So they've been circling doing this for a while. Any any promotion that comes up new, any promotion that doesn't view however he views or put the guys that, that want to be on their show, like if I don't want to book one of their guys, automatically I'm enemy number one. I'm anti-military. I'm a fucking narcotics trafficker. I support chasing. And then he'll send them out, him and these guys, We'll send them out emails, okay, because I have their email addresses. I have all, They'll send it out to all the businesses, all the sponsors in the surrounding area, and basically nobody wants to do business. So, so Mike, what makes you believe that this group in particular, you mentioned uh, Jeremy Gomez, you mentioned a young lady whose name you don't want to say, a few other people. What makes you think that they're the group that has been that sending history. out this email? Okay. The history over the past three years, the history of of what they have done. I conducted a test last year. I changed my gimmick. I told you I was doing a Howard Stern gimmick, right? And what I started doing was I started pinpointing. I started basically making fun of everybody that's ever bullied me. I bullied them back. And I started testing the waters to see how quick these emails will come. And one of the things I noticed was if you ever in your life write anything negative on general uh, uh, about him or or these three individuals, you are subject to an email. Okay, if you say anything on his page, if you reply anything, if you retweet anything, because the guy's obsessed, 
Okay, if you tweet anything, if you tell him shut up, like between me and him, what happened was he accused me of of being a chasing supporter, and I told him that I don't know who chasing is, and I'm willing to smack the shit out of him and chasing both in the same room. Like put us all in the room, and once chasing tells you that I don't even know him, I'm gonna smack the shit out of both of you guys. So because I said that, then I got the emails. I mean, I I don't even know how to react to that. That this is. This is a lot. It's a lot to conquer. It's a lot. So since you had these guys on the, since you had these guys on the show, they went on and you can clearly hear the interview at the end of the interview. Cause I, I've probably babbled a lot, but when you hear the interview, he clearly states, we are going to get the word out. We're going to let everyone know. What are you letting everyone know? The problem is with these kids is that they're being told things from guys, right? They're being told things from guys that haven't been in the industry or haven't made it. You feel me? And they believe that. So, you know, there's a lot of times these kids go out of state and they get hurt or they go to another, you know, yeah, basically out of state or to a real promotion and they get hurt. And then what happens after that? Florida's in a state right now with these emails and these, uh, because I'm not the only promotion. I'm just the only one willing to talk about it. That's how much I don't give a fuck about these counts. All right. With these emails and the backyard crap that they're pulling off. Okay. It's going to be to a point where we're going to all start getting sanctioned. There's going to be some sort of athletic commission out here. And then there's not going to be shit out here because we're all doing this in the backyard of WWE and AEW. We're all doing this, all of us. And so it comes to a point where you start saying you need to start noticing. You need to start noticing if you're stepping into the wrestling business, where to go and where not to go. So the best way to do it is by educating yourself. You tell yourself, all right, if a guy's offering me $20 to train me a month and he's a registered sex offender, I basically know what's going to happen. Like I know where my career is leading up to. So I would rather pay this much money and go to an elite school and get trained by real people and I'll see my career go different. It's simple math. Look at all the people that stands behind him and look at all the people that's that's that doesn't stand behind him. So Mike, let me let me recap some things here because I want to make sure that everyone let's listening. recap let's recap yeah. some of your shows. Let's yeah. recap some of your shows. Okay. Jason Rant came on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Said that he does business with FEW and, J- and and JB Cool, right? Okay. He went on there. He said he does business with JB Cool. Everybody in the industry, any real athlete out here in Florida knows you don't do business with JB Cool because he has a felon. That it's it's written online. He has a felon. He stole from allegedly he stole from medical whatever people that took shit. So you know you don't fuck with that. Okay. If you do go to that promotion, you got to get a, a deposit right there on the spot and you got to overcharge them because you know what comes with that okay so chasing rat on himself already said that he messes with jb cool right then you had sticks and jeremy gomez on your show who both do business with jb cool okay so why does two wrongs don't make a right so they don't fuck with chasing but they fuck with jb cool you understand yeah i mean i that's I, I know in the past that's definitely happened. I'm not sure if that's the case today. 
Man, but, it's 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 the only reason why Sticks is not there right now. The only reason why Sticks is not there right now, right now, is because JB Cool had a falling out with his old partner, and his old partner opened up a new school down in Miami with Alex G. And they just basically left them out to dry because it was tired of the publicity. But before then, there wasn't a problem to be for him being to every show that JB Cool was in because JB Cool had all these wrestlers on the show and he wanted to look like fucking Taz, right? There wasn't a problem then. There wasn't a problem then when Jeremy Gomez was using Chase's students and JB Cool's students to profit off of them at his own shows. It only became a problem when those students wanted more money. You understand? So as soon as, as soon as they'll use Chase's students, right? They don't give a fuck. They'll pay them $20. That's how much they give them. That's their rate. But as soon as these kids develop something at those promotions and they start saying, hey, you know, I want to get 50, 60, boom, you're no good. You were trained by chasing. Fuck you. They get on the internet. They bash them. That kid no longer wants to be a wrestling. Boof, they gone. That's it. That's how it works. They've done this plenty of times. So, Mike, they how got, how has this affected your How it's affected me was, personally. I'm going to tell you how it's affected me. And now we could get to How's affected me? All right. So now when I first came into Florida, I came from the New York scene. I came from the New York Jersey scene. I started when I was young. I was wrestling when I was about 14. I started uh, Greco-Roman and freestyle wrestling. I'm actually a city champion for, for FDR High School. I went to college wrestling. The whole nine yards, New York shit. So when I came out here in Florida, I really wasn't urging to do anything in wrestling because I already had progressed it from the New York scene. The New York scene is a lot of competition. You know, you, you have, it's, it, we call it the trifecta. There's three, ma- there's the three major states working together. So it's very hard to get on the show. You got to make sure, you know, you're a Johnny Rod student or you're a low-key student or you're, you know, you have to be trained by, by Hall of Famers or people that were on TV. So it's very different up there. So when I came down here to Florida, I was only interested in, I had a little radio gig out here in Ocala and I bumped into uh, Jimmy Hart at uh, Timmy Tools. So I was speaking to Jimmy and, and Jimmy spoke to Nobbs and Nobbs gave me the number to a local promoter out here and I started ring announcing. Just just been ring announcing since I was 16 for my uncle. My uncle's in the Hall of Fame for boxing, but I don't want to talk about my family uh, on this podcast. So Fast forward that I'm I'm in the indie scenes. I start I start getting booked and I start noticing uh, that a lot of these guys are not really promoters. What they are is uh, uh, out here in Florida, you don't pay to get a doctor, so you don't have to bring an EMT. You know, you don't bring a doctor. Okay, so uh, a lot of what these guys are doing, they're just buying rings, and they're going to other people's shows and they're collecting numbers to whoever the hell is at these shows, and they just book them. Like that, without knowing nothing. And they're okay with going to some fucking behind barn shit or some fucking hardware store or anything like that. As long as they get 20 or 40 fucking people for their YouTube, that's all they're looking for. And then they'll go out there and they'll go search the the, the whatever sponsors they could get and suck the money dry from them. So I started noticing that right off the bat. So... I made a phone call down in New York and um, I asked my old coach, you know, I need somebody to, I need somebody legit down here in Florida. You know, there's a lot of backyard stuff going on. Is there anybody out here that, you know, 
that's legit, you know, that can help me, you know, get back into the business and uh, do it the right way and go through the proper channels. So I was immediately, immediately, immediately sent to Tampa, immediately sent to Tampa. And I started working with the CWF legend, uh, Frankie Reyes. So I immediately started working with Frankie Reyes and I started noticing in the Florida scene, there's clicks. There's about three different clicks. Okay, you have the guys that never made it and they got their click with their four promotions. Then you got the guys that never been in wrestling. They got their three promotions. And then you got the guys that actually been on TV and they got like maybe three promotions. And what it is is a constant battle between who's better than who when no one's actually winning. So it's like whenever, whenever I always say around tax season in Florida, you always get a new promotion. You get two or three new promotions of some bitter guy that didn't do good in his local promotion. And now he's going to open up shop and now everybody's going to run over there. So I immediately started working with Frankie. I started getting retrained. I started, you know, whatever. And I purchased uh, OCW. And I purchased OCW off of a, a kid who, remember, I'm coming, I'm, I'm coming here with a New York mentality. Okay, I'm coming here straight off, straight. I'm from Brooklyn. I'm coming here with a New York mentality. I meet a kid who, who who's telling me he got his own uh, business out here. He has his own wrestling business. He needs somebody. He needs a partner. I automatically look, look at this kid and I go, all right, man, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to make some money off of him too. Fuck it. So we get together and I tell him, I right, this is a list of people we, we need to mess with. And this is a list of people we don't want to mess with. And he automatically tells me, no, we need to mess with those people because those are the cheap guys. It's the only way we're going to make money. At that then in point, I realized that no one really gives a fuck what school you go to. Okay, the only people that give a fuck what school you go to is probably like, you know, these top promotions if you want to go to AEW. All right, so these dudes in Florida, right? I'll tell you how they basically do it. So these dudes in Florida, if... uh, I'm trying to think of the big promotion. All right, so you know CZW in in Boston, right? If a CZW guy comes down here in Florida, they automatically are going to go to mess with the Samoans or they're going to mess with uh, the Reyes or they're going to mess with South Miami. You would never catch them in in, uh, GCW or EGPW or whatever. If you catch them in any of them shows, they dare to, to get a paycheck, basically. Because they know no one's there. They basically there for the check. They're there for nothing else. So immediately after I purchased this this uh, company with this dude, I started noticing, you know, I, I developed three different cards, and the three cards that I wanted were legit guys, legit guys that been a uh, uh, w. You got to remember during COVID, a lot of people were going to uh, Raw Underground. So anybody that basically went to Raw Underground. And- perform a role underground, I booked them for OCW because that's how I based OCW. I based them on people that were already going on TV or were on TV in Puerto Rico. If they were on TV in Puerto Rico, or they were on TV in WWE or AEW or they were developmental somewhere, I was booking them to stay away from the Team Dojo stuff. Once they purchased the ring from them, I left. I opened up Shadow. When I left and I opened up Shadow, I didn't want to open up Shadow. It's just some of the sponsors that I got for OCW 
were already sponsoring a friend of mine's who had Shadow MMA. And it was a fight club that he had based out in Leesburg. And they were doing a UFC style fights. They were already sponsoring him. So they were already sponsoring OCW. So they offered to just uh, rebrand, you know, just open up a, a subdivision. We opened up Shadow. We had a couple of guys that showed up. Now, uh, we had a couple of guys. We did our first show. When we made our fourth show, okay, when we made our fourth show, our fourth show, we had a guy who's uh, super viral right now in Puerto Rico. He came down and he helped us. As soon as he went viral, I told the guys, hey, guys, for us going to viral today, we're going to get attacked by these guys. As soon as we went viral, these emails started coming out that I was a narcotic trafficker. And I had these, uh, I was booking rings from Chase, from Chase and Rant and nonsense of that nature. Jeez. So basically, you, 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 you feel that you've been targeted because you're competition. It's not only, it's, I can't say it's competition because this is what I tell uh, people. Tampa is two hours away from Ocala. From Leesburg. Okay, right now, Shadow's moved to Ocala because it's, it's where I live. Um, Tampa has nothing to do with us. They two hours away. Who the fuck is going to drive two hours to see some $15 show? The only fans you're going to get are the ones that are in the neighborhood. So as a local promoter, you stay local. So these guys, the ones that get on the internet and they complain that you supporting Chasen and blah, 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 and their narrative and their cancel culture and stuff, they don't say the stuff that they do. They just make up elaborative fucking stories, whatever fits the narrative, to scare off fucking sponsors. So I try to tell everybody when they, when I have all these guys from, from New York and from West Virginia and everybody calling me talking about they want to come to Florida, I tell them, no, stay away from Florida. This is a fucking shit show out here. There's nothing going on out here. Because any company that grows, okay, any company that as soon as you you go viral on the internet, as soon as you this, as soon as you that, with the exception of two promoters, they get hit with these emails. And I've spoken to other promoters that have gotten these emails and they told me, you know, you got to come up with a ban list. You got you to gotta present this to a judge. You got to show that you can't have, because this is how some of us are surviving. We have to put up a ban list, okay, of... We have to put general, general, uh, cha uh, generation championship wrestling on our band list. We have to put Teddy Hart. We have to put all these people that fucking, all these people that we, we've never fucking booked. We have to put all these people on this list. We have to put fucking Jamie's name on the fucking list. Dunky, the Dunky Dork email account. And we, uh, we have to go to a judge and then spend money so the judge could, could basically say, all right, these people are banned from showing up to your shows. Just for us to fucking survive out here. I mean, that's that's a lot. Again, this this is a lot. I did not know that any of this stuff was going on down there. Brother, so. you had you had one of the guys on your show, and I love sticks. I love sticks. I'm not gonna sit here. You know, I said some things right now about. I'm, I'm gonna be real with you. I love sticks. Sticks is a good guy, but but sticks sticks time has passed. He's not going nowhere. 
So he just sticks around whatever show they give him, and then he wants to critique the young guys and tell them what they need to do or what they not need to do. And like I tell everybody, bro, you don't need to listen to him. You need to listen to guys that were on TV. Spend the money. If you're already investing yourself in these fucking shitty-ass outfits that y'all buy and shit, go invest yourself and go into these seminars. You know, like my coach always tells me, yo, D. Malenko was out here in Florida. He had one of the best seminars he had. Not everyone showed up. You know who showed up? The people that really get booked, the people that went to AEW Dark, the people that went to, to NXT, they got booked. You want to know why? Because they spend, you know, it's an investment. You're a brand. You're going to brand yourself around these fucking momos? No, you just don't do business with them. All they literally do is they use the internet as their weapon, as their tool. They bully you. If you don't fit the narrative, they'll have a whole bunch of people. Like, they'll have, like, 2,000 Facebook friends that you fucking will never see in your life supporting them and saying unfalsely stories. Like, one of the stories about me is that I'm a fucking narcotics trafficker. Not a fucking narcotics trafficker, dog. I've never sold weed a day in my life. I may smoke the shit, but I've never sold drugs. I've been working since I was 14. When I opened my own business out here in Florida, that was the first thing to go to shits because of wrestling. I had to take that bullet because of these fucking emails. These emails said, and one of the emails say, uh, I had Christy Martin in my show and she's a, she's a porn actress of rape porn. You know who that bitch is? She's a fucking ring announcer. That's who she is. She's a fucking ring announcer. She's not no fucking porn actress. She lives in Polk County somewhere in a fucking home, in a two-door fucking, what is it, two-car garage home out there in Polk County. She's not fucking selling pussy out there. But to, but to, but to write it down on their email so they could use these big words to fucking make us look like villains, they will send these emails out so you won't grow. That's why I tell people, when that, whenever somebody comes and they be like, Hey, JB's calling me. Should I do the show? Hey, Chasen's calling me. Should I do the show? I tell them, yo, bro, you go do that show. That's on you. That's on you. Know where your career is going after that. Know where you're going. It, was those 50 bucks worth it? Was those 50 bucks that they gave you to go down there and be a dickhead in front of 30 people, was that worth it? Because I'm pretty sure if you go to if you go to one of these legitimate schools that I tell you about, you don't see none of this shit happening in Jay Lethal School. You don't see none of this shit happening in fucking in uh in Atomic School. You don't see none of this shit happening in Razor School or 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 Magic City or any of these other schools out there. You want to know what? They don't fucking tolerate it. They throw you the fuck out right away. Some of these guys don't even know, don't even know who the fuck Jeremy Gomez is or fucking. Chasing ransom, none of these fucking clowns because of the distance. Florida is a big fucking state. Do you think anybody gives a fuck? Like the people from Miami, they live five hours away from fucking Tampa. Do you really honestly fucking think they give two shits what's going on in Tampa when they got a whole different scenery going on and they have their own fucking students? They may book a girl every now and then and find out later. Like I have, I booked a girl. I booked a girl. I did not know she was chasing student. Someone brought her. One of the girls that I had booked fucking stiffed me, didn't show up. This girl showed up. I gave her 30 bucks. She put on a good show. I found out after she was a chasing student. So, oh, shit. Bro, you're nice. You know where your career is going after this, right? And she said, yeah, I know, but, you know, what can I do? 
I was already in the school for a year when I found out. So all this backlash you got, all these dudes that went on and you gave free speech to, and I don't hate you for it, but it caused a fucking big domino effect on all the motherfuckers who are actually in the business doing something. It caused a big fucking backlash. Schools had to shut down. Promotions had to shut down. Man, every fucking week, a promotion got to change their name to something else. You can't have a fucking major show out here. If you start thriving, you're going to get the emails. You're going to get the fucking emails. So what did so, the email said? What did the email said? I had Moose on my show. I'm going to be real with you. I can't fucking afford Moose. I cook for a living. You think I can afford it? I can afford fucking Moose on my show? You get so, what I'm coming at? No, I, I hear you 100%, Mike. I hear you 100%. This is, again, this is information that you know, we're getting from the ground level here that we did not know about for sure. This is so real shit. What they do is they fuck their prejudice against anybody that don't fit what the fuck they got to say. They don't give nobody a chance. Man, let me tell you something. In Florida, in the Florida scenery right now, if anybody say they know where Michael L. Ray lives or they hang out with Michael L. Ray or anything like that, they're fucking lying, bro. I'll tell you that right now. The only fucking people that know where I live or have done business with me are students from Frankie Reyes' school and people from New York, wrestlers from New York, people that I could verify with my own, you know, that I could get on the phone and call their fucking coach and know their background. The people that 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 say that, oh, I'm doing business with Chase and all, oh, fucking momos that I've seen in shows and I have pressed them. And I've asked, yo, why are you doing this? Why, why are you making up stories? Like, what's up? What are you doing this for? Like, what are you getting out of this? Oh, you need to hear you, bro. Like, who fucking cares? You feel me? Real motherfuckers, real people that are in the streets, real people that are wrestling and stuff. Like, what do you think happens if a fucking sex, a registered sex offender goes into a real promotion? What do you think fucking happens, dude? They fucking get smashed and they get kicked out. That's what happens. That's the reality of it. So we don't give a fuck what goes. That's dumb that gossip all day and they love that fucking shit. That's dumb fucking terrorizing the indies and getting fucking other promoters shut down when they don't fucking work. God forbid if a fucking trainer tells one of these kids they fucking suck. God forbid that. If they tell one of these fucking people they dangerous, you know what they do? Two weeks later, they get a fucking ring and they open up a promotion. And they line up with the rest of them. Well, Mike, you've definitely uh, you laid it all out there, man. You name names. You 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 got to you got to be careful out here, man. I tell people, look, regardless of the fact, I JB Cool at one time. I know I mentioned his name a couple of times. JB Cool at one time was a great trainer. He was a great guy, great trainer, great guy. But at one point, he got fucking desperate. He got fucking greedy, and it led him to where he's at. You know what I mean? He's not the fuck. He he's not a big fucking promotion out here. That's just some guy, Jason does shit for, and to tell you the truth, from what I heard, it was only two fucking shows. It was only two shows that he fucking did. Okay, he did two shows for him, and that caused Jeremy Gomez and them to fucking go off the walls. And, I, and I'm going to keep saying allegedly, this is the reason why I use allegedly a lot. He, a lot of people hitting me up online telling me to send them cease and desist to start suing these clowns for what they put up. Let me tell you why this doesn't work. 
in reality. I'm a real motherfucker. I look at things for the way they are. All right. When I lost, when I lost ownership to OCW and I left, yeah, I can't send them plenty of letters. I can't sue them. I have all rights to it. That motherfucker ain't got no money. What the fuck do I need to do that for? It's just like Jeremy going, I could fucking send him a million letters. You know what he's going to do? He's going to block me on the internet. And he's always going to have his people or change his fucking name. And that's it. Change the company's name to something else. And that's it. So it's a fucking waste of time. That's why the majority of us that's been in the industry, we don't fucking care. As soon as we hear shit like that, if you're already on the show, we hear shit like that, you don't get booked again. We just don't deal with you. There's a thousand motherfuckers out there. Why do we need to circle around these, these 60 idiots? Why do you think if you look at if you look closely, do, do some research, look at some of the Florida scenery right now. You'll see a lot of guys from the Northeast coming down. You see a lot of that now. You want to know why? Because the real promoters out here, we're fucking tired of these kids. Fucking tired of all of them. Running their fucking mouths. Making up shit. So we're fucking getting people that actually graduated from Hall of Fame schools where you could contact their fucking... Like, I'll take a kid from Tampa Bay. I'll fucking book a kid from Tampa Bay, from Jay Lethal School, or from Frankie Reyes' school, or Brian Idol's school. Any one of them schools, it's a, I'll book one of them motherfuckers quick, fast, Fast and I'll book another motherfucker coming out of GCW. Quick, fast. I'll book them motherfuckers. Quick, because I know whatever money I'm giving those kids, I'm going to get the best of what I pay for. And I'm not going to get gossip and I'm not going to get bullshit and they're going to fucking work safe and everyone's going home without getting fucking hurt. Now, when you go to these fucking Momo shows out of Tampa and all these other fucking, the guy had somebody break his fucking neck at a show. You think he fucking, you think he paid that guy's medical bills or anything like that? He wasn't on the phone. He wasn't on the interview telling you any of that shit, was he? No. He was just using polarizing and all these other fucking words so he could sound important. He wasn't a wrestler. He never stepped into our world. He never took a bump, so he shouldn't have no say. So that's all I'm saying. If you're out here in Florida and you're trying to make it, you need to go out of state. Promotions get you the most clout. And the promotions that are in state, don't go to them unless they have a legit veteran on the card. Ask a legit veteran, is it okay to go to that show? If you're in a fucking school, go to a real school. Stop going to these $20 fucking warehouse schools with one ring and some fat guy teaching you how to take a bump who's never been on TV. Because guess what? You're not fucking going nowhere either. You're not going fucking nowhere. I got guys that leave Johnny Rogers' school, bro, and they fucking, they leave that school with their head held high. They get fucking booked in Japan. They get booked at ROH. They get booked at good shows, and they fucking don't get none of the shit that these idiots get out here in fucking Florida. You want to know why? Because they straight to what they believe in. They work out every day. They fucking do what they got to do. Then you got other kids in Florida that are fucking fat, disgusting. They don't fucking work out. They don't go to the gym. They go out to these shows. They claim to be wrestlers and they breaking bones and doing whatever stupidity on all these other fucking kids in front of 15, 15, 16 year olds and fucking 13 year olds. And, and what you think happens right after that? We get labeled. We get labeled. We had websites before exposing them and, we, and they took them all down. We get labeled. You can't fucking draw out here in Florida for shit no more. I did promote after this Spotify, 
fucking interview say that they're drawing. I dare them. Now, I haven't been in one show right now, Duke. I swear to my fucking mother. I haven't been in one fucking show right now that's drawing 300 people out here in Florida. With the exception of ARW. So, Mike, let, let me ask you this, because you, you're, you're laying it out there and you're giving us the skinny. I'm fucking on. going in, bro. I already you got are. Sad. You I'm are. just going in. You, you're laying the skinny down on the economy down there and, and how the promotions, the indie promotions of Florida being affected by all this stuff. What can the average fan do to help? Because ultimately, I'm sure there's someone listening right now saying, well, damn, we don't want the, the territory to dry fan, up. See, it's, it's hard. Look, it's hard when you're a fan. It's really hard when you're a fan because you don't want to get involved in these fucking politics, bro. But most fans, like the fans from Ocala, I'm, I'm going to give you this. This is why Shadow, my company got hit with these emails all over Leesburg. Okay. I am telling you, it was fucking disgusting, bro. The shit they wrote about me and they wrote about my partner, of course, my buddy John, to lose his fucking MMA business. It cost us to lose our catering business. We fucking went to shits because of these idiots, right? We apologized to everybody in the neighborhood. We told everybody in the neighborhood what was going on. Everybody supported us, but they didn't want it in the neighborhood because they didn't want the fucking drama. So because of these idiots, wrestling will never be in downtown fucking Leesburg again. Okay? And if they, and if it does come back, it probably won't be by us because we, you know, we didn't know how to fix the... When the emails first came out, I didn't even fucking see the emails until three days later. Okay? All I, all I was getting was phone calls from different businesses out of Leesburg. So we moved to Ocala. The reason why I love the city of Ocala is because most of these people know me in real life. They see me out in the street. I'm always helping somebody. You know what I mean? Uh, besides from my gimmick, bro, I'm, I'm always helping, bro. You know, if I see you on the side of the road, your car is fucked up. You know, I may not be a mechanic, but I know one or two fucking mechanics. I'll pull over. I'll try to help you. You know, the world's fucked up right now. So a lot of these guys that are out here, they, you know, they know me and they, they've they been supporting me for years. They've been supporting my character. They know it's all a Howard Stern gimmick, you know, when I get online and stuff. You know, which needless to say, I was finally banned from fucking Facebook Live again for the 17th time. Like, there's no, there's not even an option on my phone no more for that shit. So, um, the fans out there in Ocala, they know, like, when they see one of these shows pop up in their neighborhood, they don't even fucking go. There's been plenty of companies out here that go, that, that just pop up in these neighborhoods. Like, we just had a fucking Champ 7 pop up here and say there were a, a big national uh, a TV deal or whatever, you know, basically the, the Indies fans, the guys, it's like a cult out here. You know, Florida's becoming more of a cult, you know? It's sad, you know? It's, it's hard to draw new fans than ever before. It's just hard. It's super hard. The economy, the fact that uh, the, the internet plays a lot of shit too. You know, a lot of these kids are overexposed. You know, you can't draw a fucking dick, you know? You want to you wanna book two girls to wrestle, the fans go on their page and see that they had the same match in five different promotions in the same area. So you think they really want to pay the $15 to see them come to your neighborhood? They just got the match for free online. So what you want to do is, uh, if you're a fan, you want to go online, bro, and you just want to do your own research, you know? Like, this past weekend, I went to, uh, as a fan, I went to... Uh, Micro Championship, you know, I kind of easily got her on the show if I wanted to. I knew the promoter, but I went by myself, you know, with my girlfriend and we had a fucking great time. But I did my own research on them way before they even came to Leesburg. 
you know, making sure they were legit, making sure looking at their uh their YouTubes, their web pages and stuff. YouTube, YouTube is it's another problem for us too, because some of these kids they're fucking good with their graphics and they make their fucking trash bag shows look more legit. But um, I always say, you know, if you're gonna put that much emphasis into uh, a backyard company, you should put that emphasis into yourself and branding yourself and getting your name out there instead of doing it for somebody else that's only giving you $20 to be on their show. So right now, as we speak, there's no way to avoid it. There's no way to avoid it, dude. I mean, I wish there was a way. The only way to avoid it is, is when if in the future, because I've already been predicting this in the future, one of these idiots are going to break their neck again and we're going to get fucking, we're going to get a commission and all that shit out here and then things will be different. Then you see all these hundred promotions go that go back down to seven fucking promotions. That's the only way to fucking control it. Well, Mike, why don't you let everybody listening know if, if anyone wants to keep up with you, check out anything you're promoting, what have you, what's the best way that people can keep an eye on what you have going on personally. Hey guys, I just wanted everybody to know, like whoever came online today, you know, uh, a lot of the things I said in the past, you know, and on my Facebook and stuff, that was 100% pure gimmick. You know what I mean? You can follow me on Mike Well Ray fans on Instagram, Instagram, Mike Well Ray Oficial in Spanish on Instagram, Mike Well Ray on Facebook. You know, you can follow Shadow Wrestling Alliance you know, on the Facebook page. The reason why I didn't really plug Shadow like that, you know, Duke, with all due respect, is because I have a partner. And uh, my partner's not into all this drama, you know? And uh, my partner had nothing to do with anything that went on with, 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 with any of these guys coming online and fucking bashing us. He was a pure fucking victim, you know? And he suffered, you know, uh, my best friend Gordo suffered too from this. I suffer from my business, suffer, my family suffer from these idiots in their emails. And, you know, I, I got to keep using the word allegedly because, you know, these clowns will go back online and they'll start writing new shit and new allegations and new whatever the fuck totes their boat. But it's not actually like that. Like, no one really does business with Chase now here. No one gives a fuck about him. You know, no one gives a fuck about these clowns. You know, it's a whole different world out here. They have their own world where they do their thing and they stay on their side. And that's always going to be like that on that side. That's why no one goes on that side. And we have our own world on this side where we kind of we stay away from that type of shit, that type of buffoonery. Well, Mike, listen, I, I appreciate you reaching out and being willing to, to just kind of lay it out there. I mean, obviously, people are going to respond to this. There's, there's no I question it out about there, brother. that. You I don't know, hold nothing back, man. People are going to respond, though, Mike. So I, I'm, I'm going to ask you directly, um, will you come back if there's a response that you need to clarify some things on? Because I'm sure, especially the names that you mentioned, they're probably going to want to uh, clarify from their perspective some of the things that you said here. So will you come back? Well, let and me tell you something. There's, there's, there's nobody that's willing to get on air with me and clarify anything because I've been doing Facebook Live for months exposing them. So they could come up, they could get on. I'll come back anytime you want. But I'm telling you right now, there's no one right now that I've mentioned that's going to come on and show any type of false paperwork or anything like that because they know what time it is. They know what time it is. Like, they know, like, some people, like, let me clear something else up, too, before, before you get off the jack. You're still there, right? 
I, I'm, I'm, well, having, like, I'm here, brother. You, you, the mic is yours. Let me, let me clear something up. Let me clear something up, bro. I am not a bully. All right. Uh, I just want to clear that up. I'm not a bully. I don't think I'm bigger than anybody. I could get fucked up just like everybody else. I bleed just like everybody else. But I am a grown man. And like I tell all these kids, if you get bullied by another grown man, it's because you chose to. There is ways to not get bullied. So for years, I've been saying I'm not afraid of none of these guys that we could all meet up. I have offered them, Duke. I've been to the length, Duke, to offer them closed room boxing matches, and they still fail to fucking come. I have taken it that far with these guys on a shut the fuck up basis. So I'm not worried about nobody coming on the show saying that they fall, they whatever. I'm not bitter over nothing. I, I just rather people know what's really going on and just... That's not what's going on on this side. It's just fucking hatred because we were doing good and they decided to to do their normal fucking... This is how they live. They play the internet role. Okay, so you, you just heard from Michael L. Ray and man, he had a mouthful to say for sure. Uh, again, you know, afforded him the respect to have an opportunity to say his piece, you know, and, and, and not put him in a position where he feels like he's being stifled it feels like he's being silenced or what have you because that's not the game here we don't do that here everybody has an opportunity to express themselves for sure so i did receive a response right away uh from jeremy gomez now i reached out to jeremy and i let him know listen i'm about to air an episode in which your name is mentioned a lot <laughs> a lot more than i expected so I'm just letting you know ahead of time here that you are are welcome to come on the show and respond if you so choose. But there's no two ways about it. People are going to be asking you about what is said on my next episode. And Gomez being Gomez, he says, listen, I don't even need to listen to it. Um, I have something to say. So I'm going to play this for you right now. This is Jeremy Gomez's response to what you just heard from Mr. Michael L. Ray. I'm going to keep this short and sweet. Duke's a friend of mine. I'm doing this for him, for him only. Um, Duke, you can pull the audio from this if you want to. Uh, brother Michael L. Ray, Shadow Wrestling Alliance, with all due respect, I'm not trying to chew or talk any shit whatsoever. Dude, I don't even know who you are. I've never heard of Shadow Wrestling Alliance. But I'll tell you this. If you had been in this industry a little longer, you would know that my venue already got the same email about me working with that pedo chase and ranch sent to me to try to shut down one of my shows it isn't me brother join the list some dude is sending them to like all the promotions some of us have an idea who it is somebody from down south but again i mean i don't care dude been doing this too long i don't need to quibble if you want to get the rub by saying you're gonna smack me or whatever then Rather show up to a show, do it. We'll we'll get in the ring. We can fight. We'll do it for charity. Whatever the hell you want, brother. But do me a favor. I've been doing this for too long. I don't give a fuck about the drama anymore. I honestly don't know who you are. I don't know who your company is, and that's no disrespect. There's like a thousand indie companies in Florida. I understand why you would look up to Generation Championship Wrestling and try to get a little rub from it. I appreciate that. Thank you. But the point is, man, I didn't even listen to the interview, man, because. I don't know who you are, but I'm definitely not sending any emails on behalf of chasing fucking pedo rants. He can, uh, 
if he shot himself today, brother, I mean, literally nobody would care. In fact, the world would be a better place. So um, anyway, that's it. Apologize that maybe you got some communication across somewhere, but in the future, before you go to a podcast and do a whole podcast about me, I mean, message me, email, call me. If you don't have my number or my email, brother, that says a lot, doesn't it? Have a good day. I appreciate you. Best of luck to the company. Truly, best of luck to Florida Indie Promotions, and I hope you don't associate with that kind of scum. Thank you. All right, so once again, that was Jeremy Gomez responding to what you heard earlier from Michael L. Ray. These are two promoters down in Florida, and there's definitely some disagreements going on here. And, and, you know, again, I hope everybody can get on the same page because clearly something's going on. And it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, the industry is suffering. Of course, the fans are suffering. No, No one's coming out better on either end here. It's just a lot of frustration. It's weird. It's crazy, but it's not the only thing. I mean, listen, I see this down in Texas. You know, a lot of people talk about the Texas wrestling scene. It's a mess right now. And I'm not, I feel very comfortable in being honest and saying that because of a lot of the infighting and, and people having disagreements and, and some of the disagreements are legit. You know, what they say is what it is. And then some of these things are just misunderstanding, but it's happening. It's happening in, in California as well. You know, Japan. It's happening. It was happening in China before a bunch of promotions went out of business. So this is not uncommon to hear promoters um, express themselves like this about one another. But again, I I hope that people can, you know, hash it out. You, You said what you had to say. Now, how do we move forward? And hopefully, how do we move forward in peace? Right. I don't want to see promoters beating the hell out of each other. I mean, that that's something. (laughs) <laughs> and I know, you know, as men, sometimes you got to go there. Sometimes you have to, you know, throw hands and let it all out. And then after that, you can understand each other a little better and, and move forward together. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. But I just know this much. There's far too many talented people down in Florida for promotions to be having these kind of issues with each other. And if people aren't doing business with certain people, then that needs to be made clear. And everybody needs to be on the same page about that. Because while, you know, you could have two entities not doing business with someone who they feel should not even be operating anymore. And meanwhile, the folks who are, they get to live high on the hog. Where does it end? You know, so again, I I hope and I, I pray for understanding and cooler heads to prevail so that everybody can move in a positive direction. That's for sure. Duke Loves Wrestling at gmail.com. Duke Loves Wrestling on Facebook, on Twitter, on your favorite podcast apps. Definitely give me a five-star rating. Listen, you are going to get real (laughs) and unfiltered conversation on this show. There's no two ways about it. I I am not the guy who's going to sit here and yell and scream about how I don't like some booking decision from a promoter. That's not it. You know, I tried that. It it was terrible. It's not what the industry, what, what, what your ears need. I respect you enough to um, not insult your intelligence. So that's why you hear real conversations on this show. And certainly it doesn't get more real than this. I mean, we're talking about the economics of what's going on down in, in an entire territory. You know, and, and how certain misunderstandings or certain realities 
can impact business. So, you know, continue to tune in because you're going to get a lot more of that. (laughs) There's no two ways about it. With that said, be kind to yourselves, be kind to others. Take it away, Tony Schiavone. This is Tony Schiavone, and we're desperately out of time on Duke Love Wrestling.